want to start today is Don. That's true. We are recording at uh, it's Monday. It's eight forty, September eighteenth. Uh, eight eight fifty two as we started this episode. Uh, man, prayers, good vibes, whatever you've got. Up to Nick Chubb. Wow, that was a pretty horrendous injury. Pretty horrific injury. Yeah, uh, I cannot believe they. I do not like how they show injuries like that on TV again. Like I get that the viewer wants to see what happened, but like when someone's it's what, weird, it's like a car crash. Right? Yeah, when that kind of like you know the Kevin Ware kind of injury happens, oh. like they showed that Kevin Ware injury too many times. Yeah, like that one was stop. way too many. Like times. you don't need to. We don't need to see that. Uh, the Marshawn Lattimore injury. Yep. Oh. Those yeah, where their leg just yeah. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. yeah so all that does really say. Oh, is that Marcus Lattimore? Uh, prayers up to Nick Chubb. He's. You know, probably out for season. Going to be lucky if he has any tendons that aren't severed in his knee right now. Yeah, that's a that's at least a year injury for sure. Might be a career ender because this is the same knee that he injured in college. Nah, it's not a career ender. You don't think so? He'll be all right. He'll be all right. Uh, Just you know, tough break for a Cleveland team that showed some showed some promise early. Yes, but. We started on a bit of a downer here, but yeah, we just wanted to, it's hard to not to address that. Uh, gotta talk about injuries sometimes, gotta boys. Gotta talk about injuries, but we do appreciate all, all for being here, and despite that opening, we do have a really good uh, episode this week to start up. A, a lot of uppers. There's a lot of uppers Chiefs from last won. week. We're not going to talk about the Cats, but Chiefs won. Yeah. We care about one, you know, Tottenham and the Chiefs. I mean, I used to care about Mizzou. <laughs> Welcome to Don. That's Shut true. up. Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Adam. That's true. Of course, I'm your host with the most true machine, Machine Steen. As always, I'm joined here by the bomb. Kaboom! Owen Dom. Owen, how's, uh, how are you doing? How's your day going? Yeah, you know. Uh, finally got the car? Finally got the car. What was that, Saturday? Friday? Friday. I t- uh, got into work early. Yeah, so after Thursday, after calling, apparently the whole issue was internal side because CarMax doesn't normally sell cars 2011 and older. And so because this car was in such good shape, it wasn't really vibing with their system very well. And so it had just kind of kind of got lost in the software a little bit. What what's Owen saying is his, his car is so nice. It is nice. What to do with it. it is. Not a flex. Hashtag no flex. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they also like put some trim on it or whatever. Like that was the repair order was for some trim pieces. Yeah. Stuff that doesn't fucking matter. That's fair. Well, welcome everybody. And Don, that's true. We got a great episode for you today. We're going to yep. break down the Chiefs versus Jaguars game. We're going to talk about a couple Jack questions was... from there. We're going to talk about the Chiefs versus Bears preview. We, of course, have our new segment. The overreactor reacting to overreactions. <laughs> I asked for your uh, week week. Two overreactions. I'm going to run them all by you. Mm. Uh, and you can rate it. That's an overreact or a correct. Oh, I got one for you. I don't know if you saw my tweet, but uh, I have an overreaction for you. I might have brought it. I don't know. I got a couple of overreactions we can talk okay. about. Uh, NFC South Team of the Week, as always. It's getting mm. interesting up there. NFC South Team of the Week. Oh, man. I know my NFC Team uh, of the Week. You know what? I'm going to change that to my NFC Team of the Week as well. There's actually two. I think there's two. But I think there's one. one that we have to pick this week. Me so. and you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 We'll talk about that. Uh, We'll review our week two picks. We'll talk about who we think the best NFL team is this week uh, as of week two. My answer hasn't changed. I I think mine is also not changed, but it's updated a little bit. Uh, (laughs) 
We're going to talk about how Steen versus Machine did. And we're going to talk about Owen's five-team parlay of the week, last week's and this week. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little bit of news there. Uh, we also got top five. And our top five is former Chiefs players who are still in the league. Ooh. Is there five? There's an obvious number one. Oh, there's five. Yeah. There's for sure five. But there's an there's obvious, an obvious number, number one. one. Yeah. Yeah. There is? Yeah. The best player that's Chiefs player that's still in the league? Former Chiefs player? Yeah. There's an obvious number one. An obvious number one? Yeah. I, okay. Well, we'll talk about it when we get there. I'm my on. my number one is obvious. I'm all on, right. What? <laughs> but while Owen thinks about all those things, uh oh well, we've lost the stream. Uh, which means that we've lost the internet, but it doesn't matter because we are recording off the internet, so that's fine. Yes, recording is written to a hard drive. Yes, thank you. So uh, sad for everybody who's listening on stream, but sorry, folks. Uh, oh, and this week, uh, the Chiefs played the Jacksonville Jaguars. Give me some of your takeaways, Owen. Well, defense is good. Uh, defense the Chiefs' defense uh, did everything the Spagnolo has been talking about off season, mm-hmm. and the players themselves. Yeah. Talking about the Chiefs being a top 10 defense. The word top 10 defense is, was used all the time. I don't know how much of the, the press conferences you watch in training cramp, pre-training cramp. Uh, oh, my Lord. Stumbling over all those words. Training camp think. and pre-training camp. Okay. Those YouTube videos, just the press conferences. Mm-hmm. Uh, the players have just been talking about how they want the, you know, the Chiefs not to be only an offensive team. And thank God, because the offense has not been doing well. But that's my takeaway, is that the Chiefs' defense is legit and that Chris Jones is a monster and that we have to pay him. Yeah, At you, least get him yes. on for two more years minimum. Yes, absolutely pay Chris Jones. That is my big takeaway. Can't get away without paying Chris Jones. Yeah. And there's absolutely no shot. You have no thank shot. Thank goodness Nick Bolton isn't injured. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That was a scary That's injury scary. seeing him go off. Speaking of injuries this week, Saquon also. Uh, but. A lot of silent assassins showing up for the Chiefs, though. Random DN named Hunter Dickinson making a making a big play. I don't play. know who that is. Yeah, he's I just don't. a random DN that we have. Leo Chanel was playing DN. Yeah. Hunter Dickinson? Yeah, there was a guy named Hunter Dickinson. He's on the active roster? Yeah. He's like the fourth stringer. Did he make a play? Yeah. Yesterday? What did he sworn. do? Made it had a tackle. Hunter Dickinson's an American basketball player. I could have sworn there's a guy named Dickinson. It might not be Hunter. I think you're... Am I just mega tripping? Did I read the wrong name on a jersey? I, I really think you did. I mean, I could be. Matt Dickerson? Could be Matt Dickerson. Yeah, Third-year defensive tackle. There you go. Okay, that, that tracks. Dickerson. Matt Dickerson. Oh, 93. Okay, that tracks. That tracks. He made a play. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. I'm not completely crazy. But, yes, yes, that's how where I got Hunter from because he's – that's the Purdue basketball player, right? No, it's the now KU basketball player. Did he transfer from Purdue? Transferred from Michigan, I believe. Huh. Well, that's why the name was in my head. Okay, that makes sense. Fair enough. So Matt Dickerson. Matt Dickerson. Anyway, names that I haven't heard of making plays. Dickerson. Barely uh, know your son. Yeah. The Chiefs, DBs playing quite well. Uh, another takeaway. Uh, a third yes. takeaway. Jaguars wide receivers are going to be doing a toe trap, uh, toe tap drill. Dude, for five days of of their next practice, should Jags have won this game if they knew how to toe tap? Yes, I don't know. I mean, I think that's also part of just good coverage is pushing them out. Yeah, but I 
they had opportunities, but I think the Chiefs DBs got hands on them and, and pushed them a bit too. Well, then again, you know, the Chiefs get better field position on all of those if they do score the touchdown. Because yeah. most of those, they were going for it, and the Chiefs were backed up, and you know, in, inside like the nine yard. No, line. they got the field goals on all of those. They they kicked the field they goal every kicked three field goals. So, yeah, well, I I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's that's neither here nor there. They didn't yeah. toe tap, so no. Coulda, shoulda, woulda. But yeah, they coulda, shoulda. Candies and nuts all have a Merry Christmas. Then the Chiefs would lose a billion games because their offense has been terrible so far. So they have been terrible. Not as bad as the Bengals. Holy shit! But still awful. Lots to talk about there. The um, thing is, is that also, well, uh, Ema Caleb posted a tweet uh, that I resonated with pretty, pretty well. He's like, because you know, he's he follows obviously a bunch of K Staters, and so he's like, yeah, I was looking at the timeline, and with the way Chiefs fans are tweeting, you think they were down three scores, and you know, up we were up time. up at the half. Yeah, uh, <sighs> we're pretty spoiled with Kansas City Chiefs. That's true. Uh, I, another takeaway: I think the Chiefs, the refs were. I don't think they were unfair, but man, they were all over the Chiefs' ass, right? They're all over Jawan Taylor. And all over Jawan Taylor. Jawan really Taylor, five, I believe, five penalties. I think it was yeah. two false starts, two holds, and an illegal formation. Donovan yeah. Smith also had at least one holding, if yes, not two. Yes, for sure. The uh, the illegal formation was comical to me because, like, the next series from the, Jagu- uh, the Jaguars, we saw a very similar formation that wasn't called. I know we were going to talk over reactions later, but one of the. Uh, overreactions or not on ESPN was is or Chiefs are missing Orlando Brown and they rated that not an overreaction. Listen, I ain't, I still ain't missing Orlando Brown. Yeah, I'd rather get a five yard penalty than Mahomes getting obliterated. Yes, because that's at least because Mahomes often does seven, eight, nine, ten yard dropbacks. Yes, he did finally break his record or his his streak, streak ended. Yeah. Uh, he had gone like. 55 straight pressures without getting sacked, and he finally got sacked this On weekend. the blind side. Yeah. Guy got behind him in the backfield. Mm-hmm. So that means the, the, right, the right tackle won the rep, but the dude came back around because Mahomes took too long. That's a coverage sack. That was a coverage sack. Yeah, um, yeah I just want to talk about that, uh, about the refs. I mean, I just felt Kel- the Kelsey penalty was weird. When they, yeah. they called him for the unnecessary roughness, I think it was actual pushing and shoving, and that Jaguars – Safety had something to say today, or is like, oh, you know, I think Travis Kelsey should respect me. No, no, Travis Kelsey doesn't need respect, really, anybody on the Jags. And the Chiefs definitely played it easy with Travis Kelsey as well. He saw a lot of Noah Gray. He looks slow. He looks. He looked a little slow, but he's nursing a bone bruise, so I don't blame him. Yeah. Um, they got Juan Taylor on the illegal. No OPI. That was wild. That was wild. I don't. I think especially with the green screen, we're going to have to start bringing up some of these clips yep. as we go through. Uh, a better podcast host would have it ready to go. <laughs> hey, Jamie, pull up pull up that clip. Yeah. Oh, no. But the Brian Cook getting tackled from behind. When he was going to pick it. By, I think it was by Zay Jones. And the announcers are even like. That's a great play. Yeah, they're like, Zay Jones knew he wasn't getting that ball, but he wanted to make sure no one was getting that ball. Fucking that is passing interference. I rewatched it, and I was like. It looks like Brian Cook is the receiver, and he's getting tackled by Zay Jones. And then people will be like, how is that not a penalty? Yeah, it was wild. And I just – I couldn't believe that. That was – and Brian Cook did go out and then come back in, and some people said that maybe he was faking the hurt to show the refs how bad of a penalty it was, which is whatever. But, oh, man, that was just a terrible, terrible no call. Yeah, he probably just clacked his knees together. At this point, I don't know what you have to do. Well, he kind of like he like 
crunched his arms when he came over the top. If you can't catch yourself, yeah, it might, hurts. Might knock the wind out of you. Yeah. So, but yeah, yeah, that was awful. That was just a horrible no call. But I mean, didn't end up mattering. At the end of the day, the Jaguars' offense just could not get it together because the de- Chiefs' defense was played really well. Speaking of the Chiefs' defense, Owen, I want to ask you: uh, Has the Chiefs' defense this, is is the Chiefs' defense the strength of this team right now? Yeah. And it was the same thing in 2019. But the it's num- going to be the whole year. No, it wasn't the same thing in 2019. It, but the numbers didn't show it. But when it came down to crunch time, clutch time, the defense ended up making a lot of those clutch plays. When, t- the, when the Chiefs' offense inexplicably just could not seem to get that first down to end the well, game. Yeah, right. Exactly. We talked about this. It, there, There's a couple things in the NFL. There's the two-minute drill. We all know the two-minute drill. You get the ball back after two-minute warning. You got a couple timeouts. You got to go down you there. You got to go get a score. The flip side of that is the four-minute drill which is the ability for the offense to take the ball and run out the clock when there's four to five minutes and not give it back to the other team so they don't lose the game. Yeah. That the Chiefs have been awful at for all of Andy Reid's tenure. Yeah, all of it. Mahomes is, for again, there are some things that on this team you see where they don't have, like they aren't just... There's just an answer for it. Yeah, there's just a disconnect, and you're like, how is the best offensive player caller of all time and the most talented quarterback of all time? Struggling on this. Third and, and two. Third and two, fourth and ones, uh, the four-minute drill. All, all prime examples of that. And the 2019 Chiefs defense stepped up when it needed to, which is also why I was happy to get Chris Jones back. Chris Jones coming back, Chris Jones is a huge closer. He seemed to – Chris Jones is one of those players that always seems to make that play. It's what, you, Jones, needed, it's what you need against the, the Lions last week. Notorious at being poor against the run. Mm-hmm. But when the Chiefs need a big run stop near the goal line, there's one defensive tackle that I'm betting on splitting a block and tackling someone in the back. Right. The Chiefs' you know. defense last week didn't need Chris Jones for the game, but where they needed him was to shut down that, that Detroit Lions offense after the Chiefs' offense couldn't get it done. Yeah. To make and that to make that momentum play, you know the, the Detroit Lions get a, a run, uh, a nice six yard gain on first down. It's second and four. Chris Jones it, is the kind of clutch player that would get an eight yard sack. Exactly. Make it third and twelve. That's just the kind of game wrecking stuff that he does. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, here one quick takeaway. I I feel like this Chiefs team is more, and Bob Fesco said this in the morning uh, on the way to work today. So I'm going to steal it from him. But uh, he said that you know penalties feel like they matter more. With this current Chiefs offense. Actually, Owen, in, in fact, that leads me into my next actual question that I had for you. Uh, Owen, I want to ask you this. At what point do mistakes change you from an underachieving good team to an actually mid team? That was the question I had to keep asking myself as I saw the Chiefs get a holding call that pushed them back to third yeah. and 20. Because. Or have penalties that extended drives. At what point are you an un- do you go from an underachieving when it's mi- every good week. team? To an undisciplined when it's team every, that's going to that cost you. Good teams have skids, and they get themselves out of skids. Right. Mid teams do not get themselves out of the rut and make these same mistakes all season. Right. So, like, I would say, you know, I know you hate talking about soccer, but last year with Tottenham, what they would do <laughs> every motivated. fucking game is give up an early goal and have to chase the lead. Right. And that is not a recipe for success. No. Same thing. Uh, so what I'm saying is, and they ended up not that, making the Champions League. Yes, we ended up not getting top six. Did and you even get into the nope, Europa? Missed, missed out of European football entirely because yeah. of shit like that. Giving up an early goal, looking unprepared. To translate to that, that to the NFL, if the Chiefs continue to false start, to have illegal formations, to have like disciplined things, 
become an issue, yeah. then we're going to be mid. Right. But luckily for the Chiefs, the AFC West is the worst division in football. That's true. Well, no, that's not true. AFC South Outside or, of the Chiefs? or the NFC South is the worst division in football. I don't no. know. <laughs> no. The Raiders are better than – who did the Raiders beat last week? The Broncos. Oh. Or this last weekend or week one? Well, the Broncos took the Commanders to the brink. Yeah, but – The Broncos the, lost hilariously. Yes, the that's – the Broncos show that they're going to be a mid-to-bad team that's because right. they couldn't – they gave up 32 unanswered points against yeah. Sam Howell. Yeah. But then again, that's a shout-out EB. Or 35. Nice one, EB. 35 unanswered? Yeah, 30, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 32 is – no, you're right. Yeah, it's 32. Yeah. Sorry, they went up to 35. I think they were down yeah. 24 to 3 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. God, that game was crazy. That game, I like on, tuned out of it and then I tuned back in. Oh, I, I remember I saw, I was like, damn, Broncos are taking two. I'm 24 to 3. I had the Broncos minus three and a half and I was like, cool. And I came back, I was like, saw it was 21 24 and I was like, what the fuck? And then I saw them score again and score again. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I didn't watch a single second of that game. I just uh, just red zoned it. Just kind of going through Twitter. You're a red zone guy. I'm not. I don't. I I told you this a couple episodes ago, or maybe last year, but I I cannot. It's really hard for me to watch games where my team isn't in it. Well, that's what, that's what red zone's for, right? But unless it's like an important, I can't even watch red zone. Like it's that, fun. It's that fun blows to see, my mind. It's fun to see scoring. But How I many fantasy football teams do you have? Like six. And you can't watch red zone. I don't fucking care. You can't. You can't find the hype of red zone. No, dude. There ain't nothing like sitting around on a Sunday. Three monitors, red zone on your big on your big. <laughs> uh, I'll do two monitors and I'll have a TV. I have the same setup down here. What I enjoy red zone on this TV, fantasy football up on one screen, Rocket League on the other. This that was my of, Sundays in Albuquerque. Kind of my strat is uh, I look at my fantasy teams on Tuesday and mm-hmm. I see how much confetti I have. Then I recheck them Wednesday night to set them for Thursday night football. Then I recheck them again Friday morning, mm-hmm. one more time Saturday morning. And if I'm awake enough and not running around, I check them again on Sunday morning. That's about my extent. I'll no. watch, but I'll, I'll watch the playoffs. I got ten teams. I got I'll watch. I'll watch almost every playoff game. Playoff football is playoffs. Any playoff? We'll talk about playoffs. You know the American thing. Oh, we got to playoffs. I love playoffs. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch important games. I'll watch like you know Champions League final, or other clinching games. Like you know, I'll watch like big time. Like you know, it's fun like to watch like Alabama rush. Texas. You know, yeah. like really important games that like kind of change how teams are going or, like, big standing games. But, dude, I'm not fucking turning into Broncos commanders, man. Broncos country, let's run. But, yeah, so all that to say, if it happens every single week, like that 2018 Chiefs team, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say they were above average to good because that defense was so bad, you knew you could not ask them to do anything to help you win the game. Right. But this team, this Chiefs defense, you defense I mean, wins championship. Legit, every time I was like, like the Chiefs, and to be fair, of the nine, the Chiefs gave them the ball down there twice. Yeah, the muffed at punt least once. Was crazy muffed punt, and they still won. See that? But well, that's to me. I guess it's just the muffed punt. Overcoming those things is a sign of a good team. Yes. What what team? It's a great team. What team gives up? I don't think we allowed we did the Chiefs did not allow a red zone touchdown in four trips last week uh, last last Sunday. Yeah, because one time they turned it over, one time they and three times they kicked field goals. Yeah, is that, the that is great defense. Yeah, Spags is popping champagne Sunday night after that game. Yeah, the I defense they played that the, the end, defense right? played wonderful. Yes, 
So, but that's the mark of a good team. Also, as bad as the offense was, Patrick Mahomes, two touchdowns, 305 yards. If I told you that was a scoreline, that was Patrick Mahomes' personal scoreline treatment, mm-hmm. you're telling me the Chiefs scored, what, 24 points? Oh, I forgot about the Chiefs also – Justin Watson fumbling the ball. I forgot that. I forgot yeah. about that. That was stupid. That was just super unlucky. You know, routine yeah. play, great play from the defender to punch Although, that crap out. And then the defense stepping up, next play, forced Jacksonville fumble. Yeah. That was the weird uh, yeah, just, throwing you know, backwards. The thing. Chiefs defense just showed out. And I, I, I do think that obviously the Chiefs offense has got to figure it out. Admittedly, a, a couple unlucky mistakes. I don't, pet, I don't think Justin Watson is a ball security liability. And I don't think Richie James is going to be looking straight up into the sun like he was. I think Richie James got removed from being the Giants' punt returner for a reason, and he showed it. It's fine. It's fine, but it's something to keep an eye if on. Anything, These are all things to start keeping an eye on. If there's anybody Penalties, who I would peg Richie to James. fix it, Dave Tobe managed to fix the fumbling last season. Remember, the first six games, we had a whole bunch of muffs? Yeah. The entire rest of the season, 10 games, none. I'm going to back the def- uh, the special teams coordinator that was once scouted for a head coaching job because of how good he did with special teams to, yeah. to fix these small issues as the season goes on. Right. And this is, you know, as a Chiefs fan, we've seen this shit before. Right. We do this every year with the Chiefs. These first couple games, you know, we'll lose one of them. We'll struggle in a couple of them. And inevitably, you know, week 10, we're going to go to overtime against somebody and win when we, when we should be clobbering them. And then we're just going to cruise the rest of the season to the playoffs like we do every year. And besides... The Chiefs' next six opponents are all zero and two or worse. I'm honestly, I'm very I mean, zero and two I'm, or one and two. I'm very excited to see them beat the hell out of out of the Bears. Oh my god, we're gonna destroy let's talk, him. Let's talk about it. You know what? Actually, we've got a great. Uh, let's talk Chiefs. Chiefs Bears are, is the Chiefs' next game coming up. Let's talk an official preview. Uh, the Bears are bad. Justin Fields simple. sucks. Yes, that Justin interception Fields that he threw to bad. close the game. Oh the, my goodness! Hey, but shout out Shaq Barrett getting a touchdown. You see that? You know he had he he had his two year two year old daughter drown during the offseason. What? In the family pool. Holy shit! But he dedicated that touchdown to Dude, her, which was really nice. That, that's really a that's sweet just moment, another honestly. thing, man. You know, you gotta be careful with your kids, man. I feel terrible for him. Shout out to Shaq. Dude, yeah, what a terrible. Yeah, thing. just you know, one of those accidents shows you how crazy life is and how easy it is to, to you know for kids you know to have mistake uh, have accidents like that happen. You have a statement on this. Oh, okay. So you're coming to join for uh sorry, Vincent was walking over and I was like, This is a weird moment to jump in on, Vincent. Uh but yes, no, so yeah, Shaq Barrett caught that, but yeah, Justin Fields looked awful. There's also some of those awful reads that he just did not catch. Did you see that? Yeah. Where he had that he got sacked in the red zone and they was like the guy was wide open. Well you see and that and then there was the there was the guy in the flat also open. I saw a picture where it was like this play resulted in a sack. Yes. And it was, was like a four man rush and it was the O line covered it perfectly. And and it goes into one of those things where like you know Dan Orlovsky always says sacks are are QB stat. Sometimes, they're half half. Sure. Sometimes there were some awful sacks this Sunday. Oddly enough, their red zone kept showing them. There was like six or seven sacks where guys just went unblocked and fucking screamed up the middle and fucking nailed guys. Yeah. And we Patrick Holmes hasn't had one of those in a long time. We also that clip last week of uh, Geno Smith with Aaron Donald rushing. Oh my oh. god! <laughs> yeah, right. It was it was those exact things, but faster. Yeah. And just nailing quarterbacks. Justin Fields got sacked like that a couple times. He's not good, man. The Chiefs, well, the, their defensive, their offensive line also isn't very good. The Chiefs. It should, isn't all on their offensive the line. The Chiefs should. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll say it right now, Truman. 
Chiefs are 12 and a half point favorites. FAU first sack of the year against the Bears. I like that. I like that. Because he hustles. I think he has a half sack. No, he didn't get that. He didn't catch him early enough on oh, Sunday. Oh, he didn't? He didn't get credit? He didn't get a little bit of credit for that one? I don't think so. Mm. Well. But he's looking good. He's, he's playing his position properly. He's, he's looking at the George Karloftis kind of improvement. He's a rotational guy. He's like the third guy in. He's still young. Yeah. George Karloftis was the rotational guy. But he's flashed, and that's important. We'll see. We're probably looking at it through K-State color glasses. but No, I've seen a lot of people sing praise for him. And in, a, in the defensive end rotation where he is, he's And shout out Karloftis. Karloftis has been playing well as, uh, also. Yes, that he got the biggest jump from Chris Jones being back. One and a half sacks. And Derek Nottie playing well too. Derek Nottie's also getting help from Chris Jones being back. Yeah, he gets help because then he, he Derek Nottie goes in during the run because as good as Chris Jones is, he's still not the greatest run defender. No, nope. Uh, I don't think we need to talk about this too much. Honestly, I Chiefs offense. I hope they correct their problems. I, I don't know what the problems are though right now. That's frustrating. That's the scary part. Is uh. Well, I, last week it was, I can't I can't tell you where they're miscuing. Week one it was drops. Week two just penalties. Unlucky, a lot of penalties, penalties on like big throws and, and that fumble from Justin Watson just weird. I think I think both those, a couple of those holding penalties came on like thirty or forty yard passes, which is yeah. frustrating to yeah. watch. But I think that's what I'll be watching. A couple of things I'll be watching is I hope the Chiefs' offense puts up thirty. Yep. And I hope they have less than five penalties. Yeah, they should win. There's, there should be no reason that the Chiefs should ever lose to this Bears team. Andy Reid teams have had problems like that in the past, but they've corrected them. Yep. And so the hope is that they eventually correct them and, and that this team can become And, you know, it's another week with Travis Kelsey. He did nurse's injury. The dude was just – he didn't have very many snaps. Yeah. I guess the Jags. Right. But no grade played well. So, I mean, but Travis Kelsey's just, you know, different. On that touchdown, you see he runs his route. Then yep. he looks to his right, you know, as the play's breaking down. And that's just you know, that, that stuff you can't teach of that, that moving into open space. That's not part of your route, you know? Yeah. Speaking of that, Chiefs are 12 and a half point favorites here. The only issue is Chiefs are terrible at covering the line. Uh, so my guess is they won't get to 30 then. Give me Chiefs 24, Bears 14. I was thinking 28 14. Vincent, uh, you're here for your Bengals corner minute. The Bengals bite. The Bengals bite. Bang, and also, I, I gave you an overreaction as well, so we can talk about both while we're here. Uh, did I write it down? I sent you on Snapchat. I also remember what it is. You do remember what it is? Of course I do. Okay. All right. Let's do your Bengals bite first. Okay. First and foremost, I would like to apologize to Bengals fans in general. Um, listen, we've had it coming. All right. This is my third season uh, as a Bengals fan now. Uh, it's about time you all started losing. Uh, I, I'm just cursed. No team I like is allowed to do well. So, that you know, this is honestly expected behavior. This is all fair. Uh, that being said, my overreaction is that the Bengals are finishing 15-2, and two, baby. Oh, that was <laughs> Yes, I did see that. Yes. I, I honestly, I think the Bengals are in legit trouble. Because Joe Burrow also said he re-aggregated his, his, his calf injury this week. Slay. Yeah. I will say, at least we didn't get the fucking piss beat out of us. It was like a real football game that happened on Sunday, as opposed to whatever the fucking clown show that it was last week. So, I like that that happened, at least. We're on the up and up. Fair. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know, man. I think they're in for a big round trouble. Mm. I think they're... I don't know. I mean, the they lost to the, Raiders, to the Ravens at home. 
Uh, Joe Burrow moves to one and seven versus Lamar in his career. Yep. Which is crazy. That is crazy. Be the best. You got to beat the best. And he can't beat Lamar. <laughs> Damn. It's true. And the Browns have a positive record against the Bengals still as well. Right. But obviously with Nick Chubb going down, they have a better shot. But Sorry, I'm, I'm writing down a couple last overreactions also in case you guys are wondering. Got you, got you. Uh, but yeah, I don't like. I don't pay too much attention to what goes on. I just, you know, it's, it's about time the Bengals started losing. This feels like familiar territory. Me checking the Raiders score every week, being like, yeah, that seems right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. So yeah, but yeah. Well, well, fair enough. Let's fight it up. Uh, how do they fix it, Benson? Uh, they fix it by uh, getting Joe Burrow new legs. Okay. And um, probably hmm. something about our defense. If I had to guess, I don't know. I don't watch football. Fair enough. Thank you, Vincent. Yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> Very insightful. Fair enough. Oh, man, why don't you guys invite me on for AFC North? It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> never heard of the Steelers. Never heard of Kenny Pickett. Uh, they're going 6-10. and ten. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I want to fucking do the pickums just to like see what fucking random-ass fucking vibes-based picks get us compared to people who fucking know shit. <laughs> I, think, I think it'd be fun. Uh, that's why we have guys like Evan on. <laughs> no, I don't. Evan knows ball. Uh, that's why we have. I don't know if we really even had vibes people this year. Honestly. No, we didn't. We fucking, we had all good. We had all knowledgeable. People. I mean, honestly, we're the vibes guys at this point. No, nah, fuck Facts. it. Fuck you guys. Get me on for all next season. I'm gonna pick every game every same as you guys. Game. Oh my gosh. And oh I'm Lord. gonna fucking beat that'll that be ass. that'll be part of the Patreon. Uh, <laughs> People can get on the Patreon and listen to it. Speaking of, patreon.com slash open disaster. Hey, we really appreciate all the patrons over there at patreon.com slash open disaster. Shout out Joe, Aaron, Mailbox, Kansas City, now open in the Iron District, and Dylan Wallen. Wow, Docs. Got him. Docs mid show. There you go. I'm I don't under know why your I didn't bed. Say I'm Dylan under your bed. I'm under your bed. W. <laughs> yes, I'm in your walls. I'm in your walls. I'm in your walls. Okay, Owen, I want to rapid fire this. Mm. I want to see if we can get this done in three minutes. Okay. I have 23 overreactions for you. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize. I, I saw like let's four. See, let's see if we can get this done in five minutes. How about that? I s- There's no way, Truman. I'm going to start the timer. Truman, that's like 10 seconds per one. I'm starting the timer. I just need a yes, no. No, it's not 10 seconds per It's time. less than that. No, five minutes is 60 seconds. There's five no, minutes is 600 no- seconds. So 23 gives you 20 seconds, no, 25 seconds. Five minutes is 300 seconds. Man, just two dummies talking Bro, to each other. Bro, what? Is, you're the one. Three hundred seconds is like so. It's like fifteen seconds a take. Three hundred divided by twenty-four. That's twelve and a half seconds a take. You can do this. Oh my gosh! All right, you ready? No fucking way we do this. All right. Okay, go. Five minutes on the clock, and wait. Begin. All right. Overreactions with the overreactor, Owen Dom. Famous overreactor. Overreactor. You really missed an opportunity there. Overreactor. Damn it. Fuck. You're right. All right. Here we go. Your time begins now. West Virginia fans are portrayed too negatively in the national spotlight. This comes from Kyle. Uh, yes. Overreaction. I mean, not an overreaction. Facts. Yes. yes they are true. treated too harshly. Yes. Uh, West Virginia minus eight and a half versus Texas Tech. This comes from Chris. Take that. Yeah. Uh. This comes from Tyler Lee. K-State's ceiling is 7-5. and five. He blames the bad overreaction. secondary and Daniel Green's Overreaction. Injury. The Big 12 is awful this year. Here, how about my overreaction to go with that? Uh, I believe K-State's floor is 9-3. and three. The floor. 
Mm, I'm skeptical, but also not an overreaction that's doable. Thank you. Uh, Mahomes getting restructured a restructured raise after losing week one and beating the Jags is interesting. Chris. Yes, that is interesting. Very Why interesting now? Timing. Weird timing. Uh, Jets would have had the wheels fall off midseason if Rodgers was playing. Yes, because Rodgers would have said something about his teammates to and just totally break apart the team with his ego. Not yeah. an overreaction. Uh, the, the Jets feel a lot like the like the uh, like the Colorado team. Just a lot of egos going there, and yeah. it can work. But so many times we've seen but it, it blow won't. up. It almost blew up this week. Speaking of, Colorado will lose to USC and Oregon 100%. USC for sure. Uh, I don't know about Oregon, but Oregon's not ranked. but not an overreaction. Oregon's a top 15 team right I, now. I do think uh, Colorado's worse than, than everyone thinks they are, and USC is better than everyone thinks they are. They're I, really good. I think Colorado State uh, just showed everybody that we've over we've overrated them just a bit. Yes. Uh, this comes from Logan. He says, Russell Wilson is actually cooked. The reasons he gives is every factor uh, that made him a Hall of Famer has dissolved away. He has no deep ball. He has no mobility. And his leadership in the last four years has not been very Not good. an overreaction. Fucking, he is cooked. You fucking goober doing the high knees on the plane. <laughs> uh, Alabama will lose their ranking by the end of the season. That comes from Chris. Overreaction. I listened to actually take about that, about the transfer portals, the reason that Alabama is kind of falling apart. Because guys that used to have to wait and be second and third strings at Alabama just are now just somewhere. transferring. Yeah, now they're playing at University of South Alabama, which is where the uh, the running back there came from LSU and fucking torched Oklahoma State, by the way, 33-6 to this week. Yeah, that was wild. Uh, Jimbo Fisher gets bought out and then signs with West Virginia this offseason. That comes from Kyle. <laughs> I, that's not a reaction. Uh, overreaction. Not going to happen. Uh, Dolphins come out of the AFC and go to the Super Bowl. That comes from Brian. Overreaction. Tua's going to get hurt. Kenny Pickett will not finish the season as the starter. That comes from Chris. Not an overreaction possible. I think that is an overreaction. Uh, Josh Allen is a turnover machine and deserves more criticism criticism than what he gets. That comes from Caleb. Uh, Emaw Caleb? No. Uh, overreaction. He only had 14 picks last year. Led the league, I thought. Mm. No, Dak led the league. You're right. Yeah. Uh, he's had, what, 39 turnovers plus whatever he did last weekend. He had... Going into this week, he had 39 turnovers in his last, like, 19 games. Really? Fumbles and interceptions. Yeah, Maybe fumbles, he wasn't losing the fumbles. Maybe it's that. That's, yeah. Could be I, I, out there. He hasn't thrown as he many. He fumbles a lot. He has, does fumble a lot, but he hasn't thrown as many picks as everyone's seen. Uh, Josh Allen INT is a, almost a must bet every week was the note that was added to that. Overreaction. I wouldn't do that. Chris says that K-State will only beat Oklahoma State by less than a score. That is an overreaction. Overreaction. K-State's going to clobber the trash ass Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. State lost by 27 to University of South Alabama. K-State beat the shit out of Troy, and Troy's going to beat the shit out of South Alabama. Yes, South Alabama started playing uh, football in 2012, for those keeping track. Uh, Najee Harris won't be the starter in P- P- Pittsburgh by the end of the year. That comes Not that an overreaction. He's been struggling. And I think he could get hurt also. Also used a lot. Um, this one comes from Spencer. I thought very interesting. If KU, Mizzou, and K-State played a round-robin home-and-away format, each team might go 500. As of right now, we haven't seen KUK State play. We still haven't seen KU play a real team. Um, and honestly, K State hasn't really played a real team either, but K State shot themselves in the foot against M- Mizzou, and Mizzou Shouldn't got pretty it. lucky with first down plays. Um, I don't think that's an overreaction, though. These teams, I'm. It, I think that's a fair of, take after right what now, we've seen so far. As of right now, K State, KU, and Mizzou are all equal power level. It's one of those, I think it's incorrect if. 
in this hypothetical scenario, but because we've already watched K-State lose to lose to MU, I think they would lose one of the other three games, maybe. Here, I'll give you an overreaction right now. Right now. To, I'll give you an over-exaggeration uh, for you to react to right now. I think Mizzou's going to win one or two games the rest of the year. Yeah, by the way, I'd say that solution would cure COVID, is what I wrote down for my notes. <laughs> I said, bring bring Mizzou back to the Big 12. This rivalry is just so fun to do. Yeah, first sellout in four years, by the way, Mizzou fans, who yes. says you don't care about K-State. Uh, and also rush the field and also has a shirt. But listen, yeah. we also have shirts for beating all the Texas schools, whatever. Well, that was different. And beating Oklahoma, but they were ranked number one, which I feel is fine. That's uh, different, yeah. This is the best Chiefs defense in years and maybe decades. That comes not from over, Not over-exaggeration, uh, obvious. It's a ball-knower right there. Uh, Chiefs offense is mid, but the Bills and Bengals are dump, and that makes it all okay. That comes from Allison. True. Not an, overre- no, not an over-exaggeration. Uh, overreaction. Big Dickinson Deluxe, a KU fan, uh, says <laughs> USC, U- UCF might win this next game with how bad K- KSU's secondary has looked. That's not an overreaction. Not an overreaction. But I think K-State still takes care of business and looks a lot better. And finally, the person who uh, actually ins- inspired this entire segment, mm. this comes from uh, Chase. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, wait, hold on. Real quick, before we get to Chase's, hold on, sorry. I have a couple more to add. Uh, I forgot. Aaron sent me one. Uh, Aaron said, unfortunately. Truman, you didn't react to my overreaction either. Okay. I, right, think, Mi- I think Mizzou's going to win one or two games max the rest of the year. That's an overreaction. I think Mizzou's a bowl team. Uh, okay. I don't think so. I think there's bad enough teams in the SEC to get three wins. Maybe. Uh, Notre Dame, unfortunately, is making the college football playoff. That comes from Aaron. If they continue to win all of their games and they're undefeated, they will make it. They will get clobbered like they did last time. But, yeah, not an overreaction. You all said also the Big 12 is the fifth best conference at the moment. Not an overreaction. The Big 12 has been abysmal right now. Pac-12 looks oddly good, but luckily a lot of those teams are coming to us next year anyways. Uh oh, sorry. Uh, Kelly said, "Bro, Nebraska took a W on Saturday. What is that about?" Uh, Not an overreaction. What is that about? What is that about? That's I'm weird. Also shocked. All right, and now finally, the oh, sorry, you're rea- Oh, we already reacted to it. Yes. Uh, finally, the person who inspired this segment, he gave me all his overreactions last week, and I totally forgot to read them on the show, so I felt bad. <laughs> uh, but this week he gave me more. I I responded to them in the DMs, and then I was like, no, but we'll talk about them on the show, and then I totally forgot because he wanted to hear what you had to say. Oh, sweet. So and then this is Aaron. No, this is Chase. Oh, sweet. Well, shout out Chase on the case. Home uh, run Chase? Yes, yeah, home run Chase. He's out w. there. Uh, he said, uh, he has five. He said, Ben Sennett will be a day one or day two pick. Yes, not an overreaction. He's so good. I think he's a day three pick. You don't think so? I you don't think he's a day. He just if doesn't he have continues like buzz. he is, he'll, he'll be like top three tight end in the country right he's now. Also, but he's also not a tight end as the issue. He's a fullback. Who cares? He can play weird. tight end. He'll get drafted as a tight end. Uh, Chiefs first round draft pick next year has to be a wide receiver. Not an, overre- not an overreaction. Has to. Depends what happens with Chris Jones. If if Richie James pops off, then maybe not. But It depends where the pick is, and also, it depends what happens also, with Chris Jones. Also, uh, I have one after this. I need the Chiefs to also tank depend- just one year so we can get Marvin Harrison Jr. And, <laughs> and win eight more Super Bowls. Uh, okay. Bengals, unlike this time last uh, Bengals, unlike this time last year, the Bengals are in serious danger to miss the playoffs. That comes from Bengals fan Chase. I don't think that's an overreaction. I don't I think, think that's an overreaction. I think the, I think the Steelers have taken a half step forward. I think the Browns have taken a full step forward. Although Nick Chubb did get hurt tonight. Yeah. And I we'll see how much that matters. I think they're about to lose to the Steelers because of that happening. And then but the Ravens have taken a definite step forward. But once again, the Ravens are all dependent upon injuries and they've already had J.K. Dobbins go down. Yep. Yep. 
but they are in a serious threat to miss the playoffs. Joe Burrow's not been playing well. No. Uh, they said, uh, sorry. I, but yeah, already lost a home game at, already lost a game at home in the division. Yep. And I don't think he gets Well, better. the whole division took a step forward. And I think the Chiefs right now are better than the Bengals. I think the Bengals' offense is really struggling, which it can't do because the defense is good, but it's not good enough. It's a lot like the Chiefs' 2020 or 2021 the, defense, defense or even 2022 defense. The Bengals opportunistic. Def- the Bengals' defense last year was really good. It was the opportunistic. This year has taken a step back, which yes. is not good news for the Bengals. Yes. Uh, Chargers and Vikings next Sunday will be the highest-scoring game of the week, and they will put up 80 points. I don't think that's an overreaction. Neither of those teams seem to play defense. I think um, it will be the highest scoring game of the week. I don't think they'll play. And for 80. my eighty for, is a for lot my head cannon of Big Kirko, six thousand yards, sixty touchdowns, zero seventeen. And so, I think for to get to eighty, one of those teams has to get pretty damn close. to Justin 50, Jefferson is going for does. a fifty-plus yard touchdown against the Chargers. He's absolutely. going to absolutely munch on them. Justin Jefferson is going to have another probably two hundred yards. Justin Jefferson might break the record this year. Tyree Kill. Uh, that's here. Here's an overreaction. Tyreek Hill or Justin Jefferson will break the receiving yards record this year. Receiving yards? Yes. I don't hate that. I, I think it's possible, not an overreaction. Thank you. Justin Jefferson's been just fucking. And finally, cooking. the last take to get us through this. Uh, I added a couple, so uh, but we're gonna be we're gonna come in just over ten minutes on this, which is I think fine. <laughs> I told you we couldn't do it. Twelve and a half seconds for take. Desmond Ritter. From the University of Cincinnati, thank you, Chase. We all know you went to the University of Cincinnati. <laughs> will lead the Falcons to the NFC South title. I think that's an overreaction. I think the Saints are still the better team. I think the Bucks look good too. I think the Bucks. I think that de- uh, suddenly the AFC South looked like the worst division. All of a sudden, looked like a pretty damn good division. So far, with Carolina, Carolina, uh, Carolina I think lost to the Saints. Yes, so the Saints are 2-0, Carolina's 0-2. Carolina, the only team that's 0-2 is the team with the rookie quarterback, and they're even getting better. They played the 2-0 Saints, who a lot of people consider to be the favorites, within three. So Yeah, I think the AFC South is – I mean, the NFC South, excuse me, it's just going to be another slugfest of a division. And I'm not sure the Falcons are that good, but they're if good enough Desmond to win. Desmond Ritter wins every game at home like he has in his college and pro career so far, though, they will win the division. That's hard, yeah. If you, Dude didn't if lose you lock down eight to nine wins. Yeah, he didn't lose at home at Cincinnati ever. Uh, that doesn't – they were very good while he was there. And he still hasn't lost at home in the NFL either. That is pretty crazy. He's 4 That's crazy. But not that crazy, but it's kind of crazy. That's wild. They, they had that crazy comeback, I mean, which we'll talk about later. Yep. All right. Uh, speaking of, Owen. Yeah. That uh, – by the way, that uh, concludes overreactions with the over re- overreactor. Um, <laughs> I am the king of over overreacting. We will now move on to the NFC South team of the week. Again, I'm going to continue to the bury the lead. Mm. I'm just going to sprinkle a little tease for you guys. NFC South team of the week for me and Owen, I believe, has to both be the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, it has to. And we will talk about that in just a little bit. Yes, we cannot elaborate right now, but that is your NFC South team of the week, the Atlanta Falcons. I, can, I cannot say. what What is it? The... I'm making moves, but I cannot say what they are. It's something like that. I, I don't, I'm it's like a it meme. Ah, man, I cannot. I'll, I'll probably get, wake up, take a shower tomorrow morning, and be like, oh, that's what Truman was talking about. Yeah, yep. All right. Uh, who, Owen, uh, moving on. Yep. Who's the best team in the NFL after week two? 
the San Francisco 49ers. Once again, I think Miami Dolphins are right there. I think the Miami Dolphins have proven to be the best team in the AFC so far. The Niners are just effortlessly beating teams, man. It was uh, a little close for a little bit. Hey, shout out Sean McVay for uh, kicking the field goal for the push. You see that? No. So the Rams are plus seven. Rams are down 10. Have the ball. No timeouts. Go down to like the 22-yard line. Yeah. Get tackled. 14 seconds left. Clock's ticking. Get down there. Spike the ball. Four seconds left. Kick the field goal. Kick the field goal. (laughs) Betters everywhere. Time runs out. All the bets push. Wait, so time ran out as they were kicking the field goal? When when the when the ball was in the air. No way. He's kicking that instead of just kneeing it out and losing? Or going for the end zone. People are like, what the fuck? I get it because I think if there was 10 more seconds on the clock, I think you absolutely kick the field goal there. And then try to onside. And then try to onside. Because, and so I think that's the thought is while it does look weird and it looks like he got the call, people are like, he got the call from Vegas. Vegas called it in and sniped it. Yeah. I really think that, honestly, he was just – I think he's doing the correct coaching move. It just looks weird because there was no time left after he did it. But I think that's the order of operations and the sequence of, of events you have to do to try to win that game. Mm-hmm. So, okay. What are you looking at? I am trying to do a little bit of pre-research oh, on, on my five-team parlay this week. Uh, real quick, while you're doing that, uh, Owen, let's review our uh, picks for the week. Boy, did I really stink it up. <laughs> I'm a stinky, shocking, stinky little boy. Shocking. Try to tell you, you suck. I'm a stinky boy, stinky boy. Um, I believe I'm going to go 6-11 and 11 this week, Owen. Damn. Stinky. Stinky. Damn. Uh, big problems with Chiefs. I picked the Chiefs to lose. And to be fair, it was a fucking rock fight. If I know, would have known they were going to lose to Detroit, I probably would have picked them to win this game. <laughs> but but we do these preseason and we refuse to update. Yeah, this is a stinky week all around. Uh, but Owen, oh, you are you're gonna go like 10, 10 and seven or eleven and six. Yeah. The guests are gonna go like not like nine and seven or ten and or or nine and six, nine and eight or ten and seven, and the group is gonna go probably ten and seven. Also. Yeah. Okay. So. Hey, that's pretty good, man. Once really again, dude, bad. your return on units. For betting all these picks, you gotta, might be returning. You gotta win like fifty-two or fifty-three percent, I think. Yeah, ten and seven is over fifty-two percent. Well, but if you just bend money lines, then it's yeah, it could get sketchy. It does get sketchy. Um, so I've got room to. I've got I've got games to make up. Honestly, lots of lopsided games this week. There's not a lot of parlay value this week. I'm telling you. Hey, but we'll talk about it. Uh, which brings us into the betting. Uh, we'll cover. Uh, Hey, for those that have been subscribed to the YouTube and subscribed to uh, Spotify, you guys have noticed that uh, Steam vs. Machine has been going up. Hey! That's right. We're uploading it for free this week. Uh, little little, or little sneak tea. Nah, we keep on. We're just uploading it for free this week. I don't... It, or this whole season. It, it feels weird to put it behind a paywall just because we're not incredible. I don't know. We're not experts. Well, my dad's an expert, but... Okay. I mean... But... It's your, it's your choice, podcast boss. It will still go up a little early on the Patreon, but you just it's going up on YouTube this year also. So, uh, but how the Steam versus Machine do this week? Bad. <laughs> Listen, the machine hones in later in the year uh, because it's using current year data, so it's a little bit all over the place. 
Uh, went one and four, and my dad also went one and four. Really, honestly, should have gone two and three. The machine picked the Falcons by point one points. Yeah, you but that. so I should have taken the the Green Bay Packers plus one and a half. But we've talked about this on the show. It's a fucking scam to take teams plus one and a half. Yeah, you should just take them on the money line. And of course, that burns me. The Packers, of course, lose by one, and the plus one and a half would have cashed. But I'm a man of integrity. And because I follow that rule of betting that money line, I'm not going to go back out there and retroactively change it. So the machine goes two and three or one and four this week, as does Scott, which is not great. Which brings us to the segment that we've maybe alluded to a little bit here. Owen. Yep. Uh, how'd your five team parlay do last week? Fucking nailed that shit. Absolutely. Gosh, I told you guys I'm Himothy. And I know did. I'm pretty sure I hit five team parlays last year, but. I was bad about writing them down and bad about betting them. Yes. But this year, we're in Kansas. I bet these shits live on the show. He does. I bet the I bet this shit live on the show also. And the Atlanta Falcons clutched the fuck up. So, Dom, that's true, listeners. You're welcome for your plus 2877 that you got. I turned $5 mm-hmm. into 150 Feels fucking good. That parlay was Falcons, Colts, Seahawks, Bucks, Chiefs. All of those games close. All of those games picked correctly. Yeah, Bucks was yeah, Bucks was kind of close. Chiefs was kind of close. Bucks and Chiefs were kind of like the same amount of close, where yeah. you're like, they could lose this game, and then you're like, nah, I don't think they're gonna lose. Seahawks, this game. Falcons, Colts, all real close. Seahawks went to overtime. Colts actually were always in the driver's seat. They were up like 31-10 and won like oh really 31-21. Yeah. Well, the main one was the Falcons clutching it for us. Overcoming like a 10-point deficit. I'm fucking losing my mind. Yeah, what are you dropping over there? Everything. <laughs> can't fucking hold enough shit over here. Yeah, there. so I, the table a I made up all of the money that I had lost last season with that one bet. Yeah, right. So that I'm now back in the ultra positive. What were the odds on that again? What did that cash Plus 28.77. Yeah, so you bet $5 on that. That won you how much? 150 bucks. 150 bucks. I bet three ninety like six on it because that's how like my odd... like. I was like at one thirteen ninety six or something. Sure. And so I bet that, and I, I hit that for three ninety five at which won me. Hold on. One twelve something like that. Yeah, it was yeah, it was like one fifteen. Did you have better odds on your parlay because of your app shopping? What? Did you have better odds at plus twenty eight seventy seven? No, because I just put on DraftKings because that's what I had the money in at mm. the time. Yeah, uh, three ninety five paid out one fifteen seventy six. Not bad, not bad. And then I also won my – I've been playing DraftKings Daily Fantasy also. Ooh. And I picked a fucking banger of a team last week, so I won another, like, $30 on that. So that was cool. Okay. Nice, nice. It will be nice. It will be nice. Uh, but, yeah. Going a little bit more of a chalk parlay this week. There's not a lot of value that I see out here. I see. Um, yeah, but, yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I nailed that shit. Feels really good. Pays for for all of you betters out there. If you don't, I bet all of the individual picks because I truly believe in the teams that I'm betting on to win. Uh, I don't know if I'll bet every single individual pick this week because of just the odds and how it's looking. But I do bet, I do believe in these parlays. I'm not just randomly shoving them, throwing them together. I, I'm looking at these games and I'm choosing teams that I think are going to win. That's fair. But yeah, so this week, Truman. Yep. There is just simply not a lot out there, I don't think. So, like, for example, it's Giants 49ers. So, yeah. 49, 49, and I 
only do money lines because I think that's the best way to do these because I really hate losing a bet because of a field goal. So you're taking 49ers? Yes. Well, no, I'm not. But oh. the, they're minus 550. Yeah. Lions versus Falcons is kind of a weird one. Lions are minus 190 at home. but I got minus 175. Well, it's, I don't like that. It's, I don't like choosing either one of those. I think the Falcons could surprise people, but I think the Lions yeah. should take care of business. Don't Still not enough to know about I don't them. like it. Uh, Broncos at Dolphins is minus 275. Got to um, take the Dolphins there. Love the Dolphins. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to switch out one of my picks for that, actually. Okay. I think that's a little bit easier odds. Yeah, so right now I'm betting Dol- Dolphins over Broncos at home, Vikings over Chargers at home, Whoa, whoa. The Chargers are bad. I think the Vikings are better. That'll add some juice to it. Minus 105. Jets over Patriots at home. I think the Patriots are bad. That adds some mega juice to it, okay? That's only plus 130. Plus 124, yeah. But that adds juice to it when you're parlaying things. Sure. Then Bills over Commanders uh, (sighs) on the road. I hate that. I can't pick the – you're going to pick the – No, no, I won't pick the Commanders, but I, I still hate that. I just I don't love that enough to pick the. Well, the other ones are worse. It's I'm not talking you out of this. this it's is your Jaguars parlay. over Texans. I'm just here to which is that's commentary. minus four fifty. So I can't I can't choose that. that. You could. Yeah, but I I don't want to. Then Ravens at home over the Colts is minus three seventy five. Chiefs are minus eight hundred over the Bears as they should be. Uh, that line Cowboys is thirteen by the way. Cowboys are minus six fifty over the Cards. One easy one, Truman. Eagles over Bucks. Eagles are minus two fifty. I got minus 215. Okay. Yeah. And then that last game of the week is a game that I want to stay as far away from betting as possible is Rams Bengals. Because you have no idea what Joe no Burrow's going to do. I honestly, I would take the Rams there. But Yeah. But so my parlay Dolphins, Vikings, Jets, Bills, and Eagles. Eagles. I think all of those teams are the teams that, I'm, that are minus money, that two, minus 250, minus 275, minus 275 should be favored by more. Fair enough. And then I like the Jets at home. Because the Jets have had a good home crowd showing so far. And I've got that at plus 1079. And, yes, I got it at plus 1043. $5 pays me out. 58.97. Yep, 57 bucks. I don't think I'm going to bet the individual picks on this one. If it hits again, I will uh, buy you a shot. Owen <laughs> bought me a shot this time. And the owner of the bar because he's a nice guy. I actually should probably buy shots no matter what anyways next week. Well, Although actually we won't be there next week. Why? Family's in town. Oh, okay. So we're all we'll all be here. Cool. But yeah, that's that is my bet of my five team parlay of the week. Vikings, Jets, Bills, Dolphins, and Eagles. Owens famously positive. Five team parlay of the week. Famously positive. That absolutely paid off all of last year's and then pretty much the rest of this year's also. Yeah, definitely did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so betters. I know what I'm talking about. You're welcome. You might know ball. Knows ball. But Owen knows ball. Dom. Owen Parlay Master Dom. Everyone's been saying it. What do you think my initials are? OPMD. What? Owen Parlay Master Dom. Okay. OPMD. Yeah, everyone knows. Those are my initials for sure. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. The C in Charles stands for Parlay Master. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right, Owen. Uh, Brings us to our final topic of the week. Honestly, uh, honestly, though, I might go in and pick against some of uh, these parlay bets. Why would you say that? Because the, the value is there, but if I win, I win. You know what I'm saying? I hate, I hate 
you, I we still, all I still have back, our faith in you now. I still and you're, back and you're, I still back every pick. You're worrying us. You're freaking me out, man. No, there's no, there's uh, no need to. But I'm sorry. You're only if if this parlay misses, you're still up twenty seven units. <laughs> this is Whatever. a bad week for a parlay. What can I say? Yeah, there's a lot of duo minus one tens and a lot of clobberings. That's fair. Which and, and as you well know, when there's a whole bunch of them, yep. what it's you know the value might be there on the the team that's going to get clobbered. But that's fair. All right. Most of the teams are better and and at home. Like it's tough. Um. Okay. Top five. You ready? Yeah. Top five former Chiefs players still in the league. You got your list? <sighs> got a fine list, I suppose. I've got a good list. Go ahead and go first. All right, I'm gonna go number five. This player technically doesn't count, but he should be signed in the next week or so. Number five is Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt has been. He's had offers. He's just been weighing a lot of them. Uh, but. Now that Nick Chubb is out, I'm wondering if he might be going to the Browns. I wonder if he's booking a one-way trip to Cleveland currently. So maybe Kareem Hunt, number five. Number four, one is the Super Bowl. Tyron Matthew. Okay. Ooh. Also, honorable mention Frank Clark. Didn't make the list, but honorable mention Frank Clark. I forget that he's in Denver now. Uh, playoff God. Sadly, he'll never be in the playoffs ever again while he's in Denver. Uh, yeah. Tyron Matthew, number four. Number three. Somebody that I wish we would have kept, especially at a – he was at a reasonable price tag. It's weird that we let him go. Charvarius Ward. Mm-hmm. Charvarius Ward was very good, and he was underpaid and underappreciated and undervalued, and now everybody kind of knows him as a top-ten cornerback in the league, yeah, and that's good. how he was when he was here too. Just weird that we let him walk like that. Uh, number two, a legacy player. player that should – I don't know. Mm. A player that very well might go in the Chiefs Ring of Honor. Uh, speaking of Tyrant Matthew, probably going in the Ring of Honor also. Yeah. Uh, number two, Justin Houston. Mm-hmm. Probably going to the Chiefs Ring of Honor, right? Yeah. Where probably. did he end up signing? I don't remember. Somewhere weird. He He's not on the Colts anymore. Or the Ravens, I don't think. Yeah. Who does Justin Houston play for? Hmm. That is not true. Said he plays for the Kansas City Chiefs. Hmm. God, they keep on doing this. This is so dumb. They keep taking us to a weird... I don't know if they, like, didn't pay Wikipedia or something. Ah, Carolina Panthers right now. Weird, weird spot for him. He's your number one. Number one? Bro. <laughs> He could break the receiving record this year. Tyreek Hill oh, Tyree is the best former Chiefs player still in the league, which is the reason that he inspired this whole segment, just watching Tyreek Hill just go crazy on fools uh, yeah. in Sunday Night Football. I was like, you know what, Tyreek Hill, you, you inspire me to write a whole segment about top former Chiefs players still in the league. So number five, Kareem Hunt. Number four, Tyron Matthew. Number three, Charvary Swart. Number two, Justin Houston. And number one, Tyreek Hill. Mm. Let me make sure this guy's still in the league. Lucky you're like, how do you have five? I was like, dude, how do you not have five? Crazy. Oh, I gotta figure out if this guy's still in the league or not. I can't figure it out. No, he's not. Hmm. Um. Okay. Who's not in the league anymore? Alex Okafor. Really? Yeah, he's not. Kind of weird. Hmm. 
All right. Well, my list. Number five, Marcus Peters. Oh, fuck. I also had thought about Marcus, Marcus Peters. He plays for the there. Raiders, though, and I'm not sure if he's a starter anymore. He is. I, I saw him make a play. Um, that one's a weird one just because he just was never as good as he was. He was not that great of a defender, but he was a great ball hawk. Great ball hawk. So, great like, ball skills. the way Marcus Peters always played is he tried to anticipate things. Yep. And when he anticipated them correctly, devastating defender. Yep. Making great tackles. Well, actually, he was never good at tackling. But yep. just getting in the way of the ball, interceptions, stuff like that. But when he guessed wrong, burnt for a touchdown. Yeah, caught a lot of uh, what we call like center field interceptions, where it's just a, a ball that's been popped up. That year that he caught like 11, his like rookie year, he caught like 11 interceptions with yeah. the Chiefs or something. A lot of those, if you go back and watch them, were just terrible, terrible passes. And when the Chiefs played the Rams right after they traded him, Caught an interception just like that from Patrick Mahomes yep. at the end of the game when he got like tipped or something at the yep. line, and of course Mark Peters is right there to catch a fucking center field. Uh, number four, Juan Thornhill. I, he, I thought about he's him. A, he's a good. He, he's a solid player. Just was I'm never doing, a believer in Juan. I'm Thornhill. doing these on quality of player. The quality of player I think goes up as we go through this. Juan list. Thornhill or who people thought Charvarius Ward was, but Charvarius Ward is much better than Juan Thornhill. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yes. People value Thornhill over Charvarius, but Charvarius is a better player. Um, number three, Tyron Matthew. I mean, yeah. solid. Yeah. I think I would still take Matthew over Thornhill, but I think Thornhill is honestly starting to overtake Matthew and coming into his own is just a solid player. I think Matthew. So Justin Houston is not making your list, though. No, he's not. Yes. Number two, Charvarius Ward. Yep. And number one, Runaway. Obviously. Has to be. Tyreek Hill. Best, Camp, best yeah. receiver in the NFL, finally? No. No. Again, but again, I will say. Anybody 1 through 10 cannot do what Tyree Kill does. Tyree Kill can do what everybody else 1 through yes. 10 does. Once again. But Justin Jefferson is still probably the best. Yeah, I think, I think if you say, who's the best wide receiver in the league? You go, oh, Justin Jefferson. But, you know, I think there are teams like, hey, who, do you, who would you rather add to your team? There are teams that would say Justin Jefferson, and then there are teams that would say Tyree Kill. You can go back and listen to us, and Don, that's true. Three years ago, we said Tyree Kill is the most unique skill set in the NFL, and that we said still he is was, true. He was top three, not three. There will never be a player like Tyreek Hill. Probably ever again. Probably ever again. Tyreek Hill's ability to turn what looked like a two-yard gain into a 12, 13, 14-yard gain just by pure speed around the edge. I, th- the, I think he's the fastest game speed we've ever seen. Yeah, don't tell me that Matt Breida once ran faster. I don't right, know People shit. talk about Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders was pretty quick on some returns, but I just... Tyree Kill is that quick on every single play, always. Yeah, it just looks fast, and he is. But yeah, just, yeah. So that's like my co- Peter well, Thornhill, school- Matthew Ward Hill. That's my yeah. list. That's like my high school coaches. Like people would say, "Oh, I run a four two. and they're like, "No, you don't." They're like, "You can tell when a four two, when four two speed or four three, or they said they run a four three, and they're like, when four three speed is on the on the field, you fucking know it." Especially in high school, especially in college, and, and that's what it looks like in the Dude. NFL. But four two speed, you can tell four two speed because Tyree Kill has it. And that is game changing different speed. And you'd see other Dude. players that have it sometimes in the straight line. Tyree Kill has it all the time. It's so hard for me to watch clips of high school ball and or just high school ball in general after watching so much pro and NFL ball. Because, you know, you'll get those clips where it's like clearly 14 or 15 year old player mm-hmm. being forced into a varsity spot because they don't have enough kids that play corner at the school mm-hmm. going against that six foot one i'm going d1 wide receiver player mm-hmm. and you're like oh my gosh 
like the kid looks like he's walking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, I think this year, I think I would like to go. Oh no, they already played. Hmm. What the fuck? Wait, you go God to damn it! Ray Ray South game. Yes, but they already played. They played actually last week. They played uh, like three days ago. Who won? Ray South seven to zero. Fuck! I'm glad you didn't go. That oh, would have been terrible. Raytown is not very good this year. They lost 37-0 opening night. To who? Smithville. Oh, no. They beat Excelsior Springs 34-12. Okay. They lost to Central 32-36. That's not good. To St. Joseph, Missouri. That's not good. It's not great. Uh, yeah, they just lost to Ray South 7-0. <sighs> They've lost a lot of really good players, to be fair. So. Shit. Well, losing. Well, yeah, they're at Fort Sage. At Fort Osage next week, and that's a fucking. Oh no, not Fort O. I wonder when the homecoming game is. Those country, those corn fed country boys, homeless Skylar Thompson. Yeah, yeah. So my alma mater, notorious for having an awful football team, is doing well. Yeah. Yes, we beat our rival, Blue Valley West. Proud of you. And we beat Blue Valley High for the first time in school history this year. That's how good Blue Valley High has been, by the way. That's pretty good. Well, fair enough. All right. Uh, that's it. Let me hold on. Let me look at my high school scores because I'll probably end up going to one at least one of those games. Pop culture minute. Wait, real quick. Pop culture minute. Do you want to call? You want me to call Sawyer and see if she wants to talk about uh, Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift? <laughs> sure. Call Sawyer. Feel like this. You offered. Hi. Hey, hey. Let me my show. What's up? Hey, do you want to talk about Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift? Sure. Give me the give me the four one one. Give me the breakdown, sorry. What's going on? Okay. Let me turn off the TV. Okay. Oh, she's ready. Okay, so it all started when she had her Eras concert in July in Kansas City. Travis went and he wanted to Tra- like try to give her the bracelet. Try to give yeah, her the bracelet. Yeah, yeah. With his number on it. Yes. His phone and then number. Dumois released a blind item that was released to them about Swift. Apparently, they've been hanging out. And Dumois is like a gossip blog, but like. Quietly hanging out, yes. What? They're quietly hanging out. Yeah. And like, they could just be boning. And like, that is what it is. Like, that's great for her if they are, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But no one knows anything because Taylor has NDAs out the wazoo. And like, someone asked recently, they asked Jason Kelsey and his like, pre-game interview what's going on and jason was like well travis is just doing his thing i don't know if they're hanging out blah 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 like you know oh he knows oh 100 oh he knows come on you're, you're taking a bro i just bagged taylor swift like you're you're saying that yeah so like that kind of also confirmed it for people and like i don't know no one really knows how do the swifties feel though sawyer we love it. Yeah, I think a lot of Twifties are in on it because he hasn't. She hasn't had a guy like this like ever. She yeah, dates weird actor money. and he's singer a, types. He's not a B-list celebrity. Right. He's like he has his own thing. He's not a neo-Nazi. <laughs> literally, he's not a weirdo. But also, there's a conspiracy theory since Taylor's from Philadelphia oh. and she's an Eagles fan. 
that she's only dating Travis to distract him. No way. <laughs> no way. In the Super Bowl. And that's a little Delulu, but I love a little Delulu. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift has too much going on to worry about distracting football players. Yeah, she's got too much Literally, going on called dollar signs. She cannot take that on in her life just to fucking distract a football player. She's got too much well, like, money. Whole, there's a whole theory that she's going to ghost him at the Super Bowl and then secretly perform at the Super Bowl, which she doesn't want to do the Super Bowl. Like, right. girl's busy. Right. She's that's, literally in Tokyo in, on February 7th. Like, she's booked and busy. Right. That's come out but already, yes. the internet is going wild about it. Well, that would be kind of... That would be a, a, a an ultimate swag move from Taylor. I'm not going to lie. What There's a no power way. couple. Like, I, I bet they met at the couple. Super Bowl. Honestly, I bet they got in a little initial... I bet a little inkling at the Super Bowl. Maybe she was at the Super Bowl this year for the Eagles. I don't know. Or like that a Super Bowl crazy. after party, she maybe? Will travel. She will leave her like apartment, since like, everyone knows where she lives and stuff. She will like leave her apartment in suitcases. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. So that like, no like she'll be inside one? Yeah, or like when she's coming on stage, like she'll she arrives in like a box. No, she arrives in the custodian cart, Nate, or Truman, get oh, it together. The custodian cart, sorry. Oh, wow. Yeah, sorry. Did you know that uh, Taylor Swift creates the most pollution of any celebrity in the world? The most what? The most pollution, most air pollution. Are you talking about the jet thing again? Yeah. Allegedly, yeah, she was that. loaning that out to friends also. Well. But still, yeah. Uh, but there is apparently, a uh, there's a rumor that she, after every single show, she flies home to sleep in her New York apartment. That is Which a little wasteful. Which just feels excessive. Well, when you're making a billion dollars every stop, I... Yeah. Honestly, Taylor Swift has done a lot for the economy. Let's talk about that. We love women, okay? <laughs> she has she has made like $4, $4 billion or something like that. Every like, single city she visits, she brings in around 400 million dollars to the local economy i you know honestly i can't dispute those numbers because i know how many people that are not from kansas city that are like holy shit i'm coming to kansas city for taylor swift no that was absolutely true that's like yeah it's like saving like every every city that she visits it goes back to pre-covid numbers of tourism like double that it's almost as if women also spend money hmm wild (laughs) because beyonce's tour is doing something very similar I've, similar, but it's not. I it's don't think there's sur- never been a phenomenon like the Aerosmith. It's series. still surreal f- for me that Taylor Swift is like the biggest star in the world right now. That's just it feels wrong. It's it's insane. But also, I saw something that Beyonce's tour has pulled in more money than Taylor's, which I didn't believe, but I looked it up, and at the time it was true. I think I think we just know personally we know more Swifties than members of the Beehive. Maybe the Beehive just isn't as vocal anymore. Yeah, the Swifties are well, so much. Beyonce has had other tours like this. True. And, well, and like since her last tour, she released four albums plus re releases because she re- released Lover, Folklore, Evermore, Midnights, and re releases. Right. And all the Taylor versions of, yeah. Yeah. That's what the re releases are, yeah. What's the one that's coming out? Speak Now is coming out? 1989. 1989's coming out. Speak yeah, now. Yeah, and then all she out. has left to take back is her reputation and her name. Right, which will be crazy. <laughs> but also, Taylor kind of like does this with her fans, where she hides all these Easter eggs and hints and like insane stuff in her music videos. So like everyone feels, everyone has a very weird parasocial relationship with her. Oh, it's super and, like, parasocial for sure. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and it makes her feel more accessible, so people are losing their minds. All the friendship bracelets, all the crazy. I mean, it's all crazy. 
but it's cool. Literally. It's cool to see, but it's a little crazy. All right, so update from Sawyer. No man should ever talk to me. Anyway, what? Hey, Sawyer, I'm Knuff, okay? First of all. Second of you all. Are, you are Knuff, Owen. <laughs> Thank you, Sawyer. She slop on my Heimer till I bomb. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Second of all, conspiracy theory, Taylor Swift is trying to destroy the Chiefs from the inside. Diabolical. That is, I mean, it's possible. Is it likely? No. Is it possible? Absolutely. I suppose it's possible. They honestly could just be secretly having sex, and it's none of our business, but we have made it our business. That sounds like the most I likely do, option. I do if, I was a, if I was the most popular female celebrity in the world, I think Travis Kelsey being my top five of guys I would like to No, wait, top five? With. No way. Yes. yes. Absolutely. Well, I guess she, she's already nailed like Jake Gyllenhaal. where the clit is, okay? <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you, Sawyer. <laughs> Sawyer, we do appreciate you coming on every week uh, to give us – we'll call you every week to give it, get the Taylor Swift-Travis Kelsey update as long as this goes. Amazing. All right. Thank you, Sawyer. <laughs> we will see you next week. You're so welcome. Bye. <laughs> okay, gotta get her off the air. Oh, that's enough. I'm sorry, we don't talk about the clit on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we appreciate you guys for being here. Appreciate you tuning in to Dom. That's true. Again, shout out Patreon members over there. Patreon.com slash Open Disaster. Dylan, Mailbox, Kansas City, Aaron, Joe. We appreciate you all for being here and all of you for just like listening normally. Hey, yes, thank by you. By the way, if you guys have stuck around this far, listen. Not being subscribed to the YouTube is crazy because that is crazy. If you're if you're if you're listening this long, if you're listening an hour thirteen into the show and not subscribed. Subscribe to, like, to the, the YouTube. YouTube. Follow the Patreon. Follow the Twitter. Follow t- at Steam Machine. Follow at Oh and Gosh Nomit. Like, come on, guys. I think that's it. Oh, hey, slap pre- that bell. Yes, we appreciate you. Leave some comments. Comment about anything. Yeah, comments. Comment about your top five. Guys, you would have sex with if you were uh, the most popular female celebrity in the world. Yeah, you know, uh, comment your top five Chiefs players that left the Chiefs that are still in the league. I guess that either one for sure. See you guys <laughs> next week. Bye.